yeah? And you'll never have another boss like me, someone who's basically a chilled out entertainer. That's mental. Come off it. What am I doing in there with a dildo? Well, you piss off and leave me alone. I'm walking to John O'Groats with some spastics. Bunts. I don't agree with that in the workplace. Right then, how are we doing? How's it going? Back after a bit of a break? Yeah, sound very professional saying we've had a break. Um, do we tell everyone why? Have we got a reason um, why? I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you break that. Well, it's not very. Well, it's a little. Maybe it might be glamorous. We're working on another project. Um, not that you know we've we've lost interest in this one or anything like that. Uh, it's we're just just, just big time. Just, just big time, lo- aren't we? We've just got lots going yeah, on. Spinning plates, yeah. you know. Working on different things. Um, you know, our, our life doesn't end with these four walls. <laughs> you know, the, the internet's a big place. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to introduce you to it um, in the not too distant future. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. A little teaser. Yeah, and yeah. we'll milk you for some more <laughs> <laughs> fan base. Um, I suppose we haven't got a, a full normal episode as such today but we've got a special with one of our favourite characters um, with David Shaw who plays Glyn slash Taffy Taffy um, so yeah he kindly gave us some of his time so um, we've got a, a little interview of him coming up um, and a special Neil of Fortune yeah as Taffy's uh, on the pod we thought what what better time to uh, get some recruits for our fictional office? But obviously, we've we've got a warehouse to ship yeah. all those coat hangers. Did we agree uh, on the name? I think someone suggested uh, bring back hanging. Bring back hanging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's winning for me. Uh, if BBH. there are any other suggestions, yeah. BBH, nice logo. Yeah. Sure, Liam will sort us out. Yeah, Liam, BBH, please. Um, so yeah, we need some warehouse recruits. So. Uh, in honour of Taffy, we thought, yeah, special warehouse, Neil of Fortune. Yeah, okay. Have, have you had any uh, applicants? Um, well, let's go to the, the theme tune first. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's been a while. Neil of Fortune. Um, yeah, so I've, I've had one CV. Nice. Um, I've had someone by the name of Johnny De Silva. Johnny De Silva. Come through. Um, he's four foot one. Oh, He's put on his CV that he's a qualified midget, but do you get a certificate with that? Exactly, or? that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> is does he qualify as a small person, or is he a midget that's qualified in something? <laughs> it doesn't doesn't go into any more detail than that. Well, to be fair, he's he's leaving it open for interview. Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to know more. He's um he's a mixture of four races, <laughs> but he says he couldn't tell you which ones. <laughs> It sounds like <laughs> an interesting history there. Yeah. Um, he's also in a wheelchair, but he doesn't need one. <laughs> he does it for the blue badge. <laughs> at least he's honest. He sounds like a shifty geezer, but like you say, at least he's honest. Honesty is the best policy. Um, the one thing that does does worry me about it is that he has got a hand like Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> but saying that, we're oh. a, we're an inclusive organisation. That, that won't necessarily hold him back. That doesn't rule him out. As no, a, pre- not. a previous pod quiz has shown that Starbucks were fined seventy-five thousand dollars for discriminating against a dwarf. 
Exactly. Yeah, we don't do that. We haven't got that kind of money to, yeah, uh, we to fork out. Our so. legal fees would be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was once on Deal or No Deal. Oh. As his additional information. So, you know, he's met Noel Edmonds. I'm going to try and find that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he was on Opening the Boxes or as a contestant, whether he ever got to do it. Yeah. Right, point. get him in. We need to find out. <laughs> He's got that intrigue. <laughs> um, my uh, applicant this week uh, is Mickey Mispick. <laughs> Ideal for the warehouse. <laughs> um, he's a lovely bloke, he says, and everyone loves him. Um, and he does mention that he has passed his forklift driver's test, which oh. I think if we're looking for you know qualifications and, and proper curriculum vitae, then uh, that's what we want. Yeah. Um, Although he did know afterwards that it's since been revoked uh, due to uh, him losing his eye. Uh, and he's now got a glass eye. That's an issue. Yeah. So he's obviously a nice bloke. Um, mispick in a warehouse. Not sure that's the best thing it's, we it's can a, go for. It's an ironic name. Yeah. And he's got a glass eye. So, um, again, it could be a very inclusive the, box to tick. I think either, either way we're looking at some box ticking. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that happens. No. That happened in... Uh, Industries, you think? It doesn't ask. It'd be interesting. That one, though. The hangar industry is a, a varied one. <laughs> Corrupt. Yeah, shady. Oh, well, I don't know. Do we uh, do we spin the wheel? Um, Get them in. See what we think. Yeah, let's spin the wheel then. Oh, interesting. Um, I think there's only one person that we can kind of hand this over to, really. Yeah, I think. Should we give him a shout? Yeah, let's see what he thinks. Yeah. Taffy! Taffy! David! What? <laughs> Here he is. Uh, David Shaw. Oh, we really uh, really appreciate you taking the time to um, to speak to us. It's uh, it's an honour, really, to have someone from the show actually, uh, you know, take take time out of your day. So, yeah, massive, uh, massive thanks for that one. Um, so, tell me about your thing. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, so just say, yeah, not too long, is it? Really, we're still oh, right. still pretty okay. fresh. Um, me and Steve both played football for the same team, um, <laughs> and we spend quite a lot of time in the car with each other. And we thought if we talk <laughs> that much nonsense, we may as well um, try and record it. Um, and then we sort of thought, well, we need a format or a, a theme to kind of um, put it all together, or at least give us something to pull back to when when our nonsense gets too far removed. Um, which was the office really was our main kind of thing we were both mega fans of and um we thought there was enough of a fan base out there that people might be interested in reliving the the series themselves too um so we kind of developed a format which is a bit like Gogglebox. so we watch an episode um and sort of record our thoughts on that and talk about the series and the character not in like any kind of great depth is it we're not really analyzing it too much it's um it's very loose um and then there's yeah, there's pointless quizzes and some features that we've spanned like uh, Neil of Fortune is the latest one, uh, obviously based on Neil. Neil. Yeah, based on Neil's character. <laughs> um, generally, the name comes first, and the the, the format comes next. Um, and it's it's gone a lot better than we we thought. Really, we've um, people are actually listening to us. So um, yeah, wow. we're, we're we're really happy. Um, Got into the top ten or fifteen on iTunes, which. Wow. Just for two divs, as I'm sure you can see, just doing this in a front room. You know, we're so amazing lucky. the power of social media. I mean, you can yeah. conquer the world with it. These yeah. Days, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's been um, really well received. To be fair, so we can't we can't say any more than that. 
Uh, we're into series two now, aren't we? So we've done series two, episode three. So what's that? About nine, um, nine or ten. We've done nine, and then we did a special with James as well to kind of round up series one. Oh, I've, yeah. I've known James. I've known James for years. I used to go okay. to school with him. So that's how. Um, oh, okay. That's how we kind of arranged that. Um, and then it was always going to be a case once we got onto series two, people actually started listening that we were going to try and get more people sort of on on as guests really because that's what people are interested in people want the big celebs don't they they yeah. don't want to listen to uh to us they're <laughs> <laughs> on the big names <laughs> well the, the funny thing about the offices now is so bloody old uh, i don't know if anyone actually remembers us from doing that <laughs> oh, I, mean, you... I, get, I get the in between us all the time but i very rarely get the office well, that's now. that's totally sort of kind of from your point of view totally superseded hasn't it and the, the, yeah. the how massive that got i mean bloody hell yeah um, what, which one? Uh, the, oh, all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. So, in between yeah. us was huge. Crazy. Well, the office was huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. I well, mean, uh, there's still it was, it was totally unexpected as well. You know what I mean? Well, the, I mean, you see the documentaries back, and they say about the uh, the ratings it got from the the pilot. It was worse yeah. than women's bowls and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, it was sort of, terrible, wasn't yeah. it? They were really low viewing figures. Apparently. And looking back on it now, one of the the greatest. British sitcoms of all time, and the, there are ones that it's kind of spawned off in America and also it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, done um, very well. Did you well, have? Uh, except the difference between the UK and America is what did we do? Three seasons of The yeah. Office. Two and, and a few specials. Did they do in America? They're still uh, going, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah. finished now. Oh, I don't know, but I think that's <clears> that's one that, thing. That's the difference because if you get a hit show in America, you can get rich off it. If oh, you get a hit show in the UK, they do a couple of seasons and then you're, you know, yeah. scrabbling around for work again. It's ridiculous, really. <laughs> yeah, we're playing Ricky for that. Ricky and Steve's got for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. But why, I mean, I don't understand why it's almost anything, really. Well, I suppose there have been a few things that have gone on a bit, but most series over here don't go beyond two or three seasons, really. No. Is that... a leave them wanting more kind of effect you think or so idiots like us do a podcast on it 10 years 20 years later and um milk it for some more <laughs> yeah i mean maybe it's just like a cultural thing in america that they just keep it going and going and going because it's it's all about money over there isn't it yeah it's getting as much out of it as, as possible and yeah. yeah well i reckon over here it's there's kind of you know the artistic side is taken into account a bit more and production values you know, going going right back to like four hours. Oh. You're right. Well, <laughs> someone drunk. So, <laughs> mostly we are. Yeah, this is a <laughs> so first sober recording maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like Forty Towers did two seasons, didn't it? What was it? Twelve yeah. episodes in all. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so you know, we 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 find a hit comedy series, and we we don't mine it like they do in the states. It's yeah. Really, really bizarre i don't know why we don't really but is that a, is that a kind of regret of yours do you wish that you would have yeah, carried on yeah man I, <laughs> i'm in two of the biggest hit comedy shows of all time and i'm absolutely skinned <laughs> <laughs> i'm scrabbling around you know i'm doing a play at the moment a bloody um uh stratford uh, circus arts there you know for oh, 500 wow. quid a week because i'm broke <laughs> and it's like in America, if you get a payday, it can be life-changing money. 
interesting do they do, they do like a one-off fee then and then yeah it's called a buyout you, mm. like virtually everything these days is a buyout unless it goes out on um terrestrial tv you know and it, um wow. but you know and then and then like if you do a series in america on hbo you won't get as much money as if it's on syndicate tv you know like cbs one of the yeah. one of the big things so it's you know it's great that all these new production houses are coming up but as an actor, the money's actually gone down. Yeah, that's, that's a not a, yeah. yeah, well, pray for, pray for actors. Yeah. So, get this <laughs> podcast out. Get me another fucking comment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, see what we can do. Yeah, see what we can do. Yeah. I wouldn't mind some of that myself. To be fair, that's yeah. Well, yeah, no, maybe are you an actor? No, not at all. <clears throat> oh, God, no. I I did GCSE drama with James, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Did, I, he fa- did he fail his? Do you know what? He didn't do as well as you'd have thought. (laughs) um, I think we all got D's. I think he maybe got a B because he'd been in Les Mis or something at the time, but we just just (laughs) fucked around. It was one of them. That's what you do at school, isn't it? That's what it's for. You never know. um, Well, you know, the in-betweeners was originally going to be called Baggy Trousers. Did you know No. No? No, That's interesting. Yeah, after the Madness song. Oh, right. Because it goes, oh, well, fun we had, but at the time it seemed so bad. Trying different ways to make a difference to the days. You're probably too young to know that song, right? I know the oh, song. I know the song, yeah. 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 But, uh... So that was that was the um, the original idea for the in-betweeners. It was going to be baggy trousers because it was all such a laugh in retrospect, but so shit at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just thinking, sounds about uh, right. I still remember the day James told me that he was. He said, "Oh yeah, I've got a part in this little program. It's called The Inbetweeners. I don't think it'll go anywhere." Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, now look. Well, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, there's a saying in Hollywood: nobody knows anything, and it's it's so true. I mean, I've got to say, it's it's both with The Office and The Inbetweeners. I approached them both just like you know another job. And when I did the um, sorry, when I did um, The Office. I actually thought Ricky Gervais didn't really know what he was doing because in do you, do you remember in that um, scene in the warehouse, you know, the my yeah. dog Shaq and his dog. <laughs> well, that that line where that little extra bloke goes, "What she needs is That was originally my line, and then he gave it to this little fat extra, <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, you can't do it." I, like, I started arguing with him, <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, he doesn't fucking know what he's doing. And, uh, you know, shows shows how arrogant I was back then. <laughs> the, the arrogance of youth. Did he ever yeah. give you an explanation for that? Why are you taking it away? He just went, oh, it'd be funny, it'd be funny, it'd be great being, you know, because it's like, we need a few of you saying stuff, you know, not just you. And I was thinking, no, don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, but, a good, good, good sort of segue, I suppose, into one of the things we were going to ask is, for that, for that character, did you... Had you had any experience in that kind of environment to kind of I draw upon? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not an interview. I mean, yeah. It's funny. I actually <laughs> did work in a warehouse wow. for like two and a half years before before I got into acting. That wow. was, um, 
it was called the Institute of Electrical Engineers in um, in Hitchin. And what happened was, I left school with two O levels. I know actually, one was a Grade One CSE in maths, which was the equivalent to an O level back then. It was kind of like a shit backdoor O level. <laughs> and the other one was um, a Grade C in English literature, I think. So the two things I left school with were two O-levels. Then I, I lucked out and I got a job in the Wine Society in Stevenage. Uh, but at the time, I was a punk rocker. And the Wine Society was a little bit stiff and boring. So I left that job, which was probably like really good prospects. And I could have studied to become like a master of wines. I left that job to go to some shit warehouse in Hitchin in Hertfordshire, <laughs> just, just so I could dye my hair peroxide. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> I was like wandering around this warehouse, not a thought in my head for two and a half years. Yeah, but know. your hair looked good, so, you know. Yeah, my hair uh, looked good, and, uh, and I fancied myself a little bit. I was a bit, a bit of a tasty geezer back in the day. So, um... So, yeah, I've, I did warehouse work for two and a half years. And there's a scene, actually, um, that they got me to do in the in the office warehouse where I was smoking a fag. Because, you know, yeah. it's um, paper manufacturer. <laughs> and, I, and he got me to flick it at the paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I, always, I always wished I had to put that in because I thought that was hilarious, that scene. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause I, was gonna, I don't, I don't recognise that. I was going to say we might miss that bit because that's a good, uh, yeah. That's a, well, that's yeah, well, they never, they never put it in the show. Ah, all right. What was, so, um, what was yeah, he like to work good. with? So was, Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was great. I mean, he was like an overgrown child. You know you know that silly laugh he has? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, was exactly that. He just found everything funny. And, and, and then at one point, when we did the Christmas edition, he said to me, look at the extras, look at the extras. They really <laughs> shit themselves before the camera. I was thinking, why is he going on about fucking extras? And I, then I thought, is he having a pop at me? You know, my paranoid state back in, <laughs> back in my ute. I, um, I thought, is he, is he saying something about me? Like, you know, being nervous or something. I was thinking, well, he can't be because I didn't particularly feel nervous. And then I, you know, then extras came out after, and you realise, you know, where his thinking was going. Um. But, but I heard people say that Stephen was like the real brains behind it. But I don't. I don't think that's true. You know, yeah. Stephen Merchant. Yeah. yeah, he's totally different. Well, seemingly totally different, isn't he? He's, he yeah. just likes to keep away from the the limelight as such. And yeah, he just strikes. He, he's. I mean, he's a really funny guy, Stephen, as well. So, but I I always wondered what you know how they work together because they they appeared to work together really well, you know, publicly. But I I always wondered how they work together, kind of behind the scenes. Um, but as it's turned out, I think probably Ricky was the driving force behind all of it. He seems to have that um, kind of purist vision where it has to be done his way. That's kind of how it seems from the outside, and everything yeah. you watch about him, it's kind of he you know he just he makes it happen. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that's true. Well, he's a classic auteur, isn't he? You know, like writer, director, and he's in his stuff as well. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's an incredible career trajectory, really. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of anyone else in the UK who's actually done that, you know, because he, he does TV stuff, he does movies, mm. you know. Did you, have you seen that film recently with um, where he's a reporter yeah. with him and Eric yeah. Banner? Yeah, uh, something correspondence. Uh, special yeah. correspondence, yeah, isn't it? One. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he, he wrote, I don't, know, I don't think he directed it, but he wrote and was in it. Did he direct it? I can't remember. I can't remember, but yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm surprised if he let anyone else do it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, he probably wouldn't, 
actually. <laughs> and it's a really funny film, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Was, um... I've not seen Special Correspondence. You're not? No. It is good. It is good. But it's on Netflix. Yeah. Need to get on that one, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, see no. from the, um, just on YouTube and from his various um, DVD specials, his stuff working with Robin Ince and all that, you can tell he <laughs> oh, just yeah. likes to mess around in sort yeah. of behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I mean, an idiot abroad kind of illustrates yeah. what, <laughs> childish, pure art sense of I mean, he's got... You know, I, people used to say to me back in the day, he's a bit hateful, Ricky, but I don't, I don't think he is, actually. I think mm. I think he just finds bizarre things funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he reserves the right to be able to laugh at anything as long as the joke doesn't reflect badly on, you know, kind of yeah. weak targets. Yeah. yeah, that's generally what he spends his life on Twitter now doing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, arguing, well, um... that, that, that um, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got a lot of stick, yeah. didn't he? If, fair... you watch his, if you watch his um, stand-up show, he talks about that. Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, I suppose it's, it's completely <laughs> fair enough, isn't it? I think I, I say he got a lot of stick for it, but it, I think fair... I think in the comedy world, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you know, you're not a lot, you're not allowed now to make jokes about anybody except the Welsh and ginger <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I don't know why they're exempt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can take the piss out of the Welsh and you can take the piss out of ginger-haired people. It would be interesting to see how something like The Office, with uh, especially a character like yours, would have been received now. I mean, you've got like obviously the Anton the Dwarf, yeah. um, or Midget yeah. as they called him, and yeah, all the kind of... Yeah, we've, uh, said, we've said a few times, there's no, and there's no way it'd get made now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Things nah, like... I mean, lines like, get her milkers out for a day. Yeah. <laughs> She'll get her milkers out for a day. Well, things yeah. like, uh, I'm walking to John O'Groats for some spastics and <laughs> yeah. I don't go around calling myself the mong boy. You know, there's absolutely yeah. no way you'd get away with that now. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've even forgotten that word, spastics. That's a, that's a <laughs> retro word. <laughs> that just ages it, definitely. Yeah. 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 Have you got a particular favourite line of yours and of the show in general? Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> She'll be next, Kazalike. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that line. Calling this dog Gazza, I thought was hilarious. Well, I told you about yeah. uh, told you about our little quizzes. That was actually one of the quiz questions that we've had before. Is uh, what it? what was Glenn's dog's dog name? Call, yeah, um, Gazza. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my parents have just got a new cat, and it's called Julian, and it's just ridiculous that's, it's that's a, not a cat's it's a name shit, is it such a shit name for a pet <laughs> I keep telling keep telling I should have called it Gaza but no Gaza, like calling him Mike or um, <laughs> Gary or something <laughs> Gary the dog did you have a favourite favourite line as a whole from the show what in um, in, in the office yeah the yeah well that, that one yeah um, live fast die young <laughs> live fast die old <laughs> <laughs> that's my mantra or whatever it is you say I, lo- I love that line it's a lift, fair, fair point it's so difficult to choose lift fast die old that's brilliant I think the Brent's a... philosophy is just yeah. it's, it's bang on for me a lot yeah. of it rings true isn't it? <laughs> well, some, some of it maybe not all of it there's that whole kind of within the the community of people that are fanatical about the office and you know you can go all day just quoting lines over and over again. Yeah, um, yeah. I know you say that. Well, my favourite one is um, 
uh, the beans and muff line because <laughs> you let some useless tosser blow his beans up your muff. I've, I've, I've had that quoted back at me several times. I'm sure. Who's going to say this? And then, uh, Dawn and Tim go beans. Muff. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that a line that was prepared for you, or was that something that you came up with? It was actually there was more dialogue to it as well, and um, this was hot on the heels of him telling me to look how nervous he was. <laughs> then he went right, we're going to chop a bit of your speech, and I was like, hang on, what's going on here? You're taking more of your lines. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, you think we care about your baby, we don't. We, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It was a bit. It was just a bit longer, and they said um, we didn't need all of it because it was a bit repetitive. And uh, they were right. They were right. Mm. I think it did the job exactly as it was supposed to. Summed it up in one. Yeah. If you look in that scene, actually, I was smoking a cigarette and I didn't smoke. And because when you smoke a cigarette on um, TV, you know, you have to do it time and time again. So you do, you do about 10 <laughs> takes. So I'm actually, my eyes have gone. I've actually got really like headed. And I'm like, I'm trying to stand upright because I felt really painful. And after after we filmed it, I had to go to the toilet and sort of do a bit of retching because I was oh, like, no. a bit rough from smoking the perf- So they just made you look like an incredible drunk actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So tips yeah. for any uh, any non-smoking uh, actors playing at parties? Yeah, yeah. have a go yeah. and uh, yeah. get high. Uh, they don't, you the, mean they, the, they, the Christmas episodes are good though, aren't they? I think I think. Oh, superb! Could. Absolutely, yeah. They they tie up the series yeah. perfectly, don't they? And I don't, uh, I don't think yeah. there's there's been a better sort of sitcom ending. It was just no. the way it ended was just absolutely perfect. There's nothing that they could have done to improve on it. Just and, and then when he turns around to Finji and goes, "Fuck off, Chris." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a, yeah, a real win for uh, for Brent on it's that up, one. He's been yeah. sort of knocked down for two series and half a special, and then for that kind of ten minutes at the end, he gets his win that everyone's been yeah. rooting for. It's, yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Big See, I, I originally auditioned for the part of Finji actually. That's it, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I went in because I remember there was that thing where he went, um, Oh, like, you're really fat, and he pulled that face. What, what is that line? I think it's one of his earlier earlier lines in the first, in one of the first scenes he does, where he talks about him being really fat and yeah. being he calls him. He calls him a big fat bastard a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. fat bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing all that in the audition, and I, th- I thought it was going really well. And, um, and then I got recalled again, and then I went in to see Ricky again, and he went, um, oh no, I hadn't met him before, I'd just met the casting director, and then I got recalled in to see him, and I just, he had this chat show on, and one of his guests was like Michael Winner. So <laughs> I, just, I just happened to watch it. I think he had, you know, it was before he was famous, so he had viewing figures of about, you know, 200 people or something. So I came in and I went, oh, I saw your chat show last night. He went, really? I went, yeah, Michael Winners will laugh, and he went, yeah, yeah. And so I often wonder whether that was the reason why I got the part of the <laughs> small But talk. also, when I found out I got the manager of the warehouse and not Finchie, I was like, oh, no. Was, uh, was Finchie always a Northern character? Did you have to audition no, him as Northern? No, no. Actually, was I don't think so. For, I mean, for Ralph. They, yeah, they obviously did it because Ralph is from Leeds, you know, mm. but... Um, but I think they were, you know, in the auditions, they were just trying out different kinds of, yeah, different types. And back in those days, I was carrying quite a bit of weight as well. So 
you know, I would have been a very definite sort of, you know, a bit like yeah. Tony Way's character in Afterlife. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There would have been lots of fat shaming going on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his neck. <laughs> Except Tony Way's actually lost quite a lot of weight. I bumped into him at um, a film screening the other night, and uh, and he's actually lost quite a bit of weight. So he said Ricky was a bit worried about that. <laughs> he lost too much weight. How did you find Afterlife? I really enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very zeitgeisty, isn't it? Mm. You know, the, the whole thing about, you know, kind of wondering uh you know how people would fare on their own and you know in the kind of slightly bleak society that we're that we're living in now and you know i i, I i've seen a lot of things about what would happen after death kind of storylines you yeah. know i think he's tapped into a particular zeitgeist yeah so he's absolutely feels- smashed it Sorry? So he's absolutely smashed it, isn't he? He's nailed it. Yeah, he's, yeah it's he's, brilliant. I so, mean, he's very clever. He's very clever. And his own voice is in there, you know, coming out loud and clear as well. Mm. And he's got, I mean, I was watching it with my wife and she just said it, it's so wrong on so many levels and that's what makes it funny, you <laughs> yeah. know. Well, you've met but, you know, like him sitting there taking heroin with uh, <laughs> Tim Watson's uh, addict and then giving him the money to go and kill himself. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's all a bit wrong. And it's then, a bit dark, isn't it? Yeah, they're meeting the prostitute. And his wife dying, and kind of you know calling uh, calling kids at school gates, tubby little ginger cunts. Yeah, tubby little ginger cunts. <laughs> See the gingers again. Gingers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You can get away with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved it. I thought I, I think I think he's got his finger on a particular pulse. That's interesting. Mm. It's definitely uh, yeah. yeah, one to watch. What he uh, what he comes up it's with. How dark another, he can go. Going to be another series, isn't there? So he's already got well, that. Start, I'm starting to write. I, before I saw Afterlife, I was starting to write. Except I won't get mine on because I haven't got as many contacts as he's got. <laughs> but if you publicise it enough, then you never know. There you go. He is very good at that, isn't he? Uh, the Twitter yeah. and the social media following is huge. So yeah, yeah every uh, every like we get from Ricky, we always uh, enjoy a little uh, wave of. Uh, Kind of content yeah. coming back our way, which is always good. Yeah, he does have He's influence. He's good like that, isn't he? He's very supportive over people's ventures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been very helpful. He's just uh, by he's liked plugging a, us that way. A fair few of our things and a couple of retweets and like Sam said, a retweet from Ricky Gervais from our kind of uh, point of view is massive. We get loads yeah. and loads of followers and loads of interaction on the back of that. How many has he got about? Five million or something. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the biggest followings I think out there. Let's have a quick check. Do you get uh, Do you get much uh, fun out of Twitter and social media? Is that something you spend I, much time? To be honest, on? I don't really plug it in the way that I should. I've got. I, I think I'm just under two thousand followers, but um, and most of those, if I'm honest, was from a a film I did called Fallen, which was a totally bizarre film. Um, which was uh, I, I'm guessing it's it was aimed at the Twilight audience. Because it's about angels and demons who, oh, right. you know, sort of <laughs> exist as kids, and uh, and they go to this special school. It was. It sounds like a cross between Twilight and X Factor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. He's got thirteen point two million followers. Oh wow! Ah, he's not doing bad, is he? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, no, thirteen point two million. Wow. Sorry, did I just say X Factor? I didn't mean X Factor. I meant um, X Men. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm less, going less appealing, head. but yeah, yeah, more sense. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so the, uh, the yeah cross between the Twilight and X X Men, but the uh, the film was not great, unfortunately for me. <laughs> uh. um, have you got a film coming out this year? I have, yeah. I have, yeah. In fact, I've got about ten films coming out this year. Um, uh-huh. I did quite a few sort of low budget films last year. Um, if you look at my, I can't even remember what half of them are called. Uh, one, <laughs> I think one's called A Grown Woman, where I'm playing Julian the Pigeon Shooter. <laughs> 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 and then I got I got another one um, that I did in America called um, Liberté, a call to spy, which was originally called Miss Atkins Army, and it's about Vera Atkins, this um, British spy, who uh, you know was um, uh, uh, sent over by the Secret Service um, to uh, infiltrate the Nazis, and she was like this, like really lethal. Um, you know, um, effective spy, and no one's ever heard of her. So <laughs> they're making a film about her and also um, an American woman whose name escapes me at the moment. I think she was called Virginia Hall, and then another Indian woman called Noor. And these were all, and Noor got murdered by the Nazis. Um, so these are all like unsung heroes, yeah. and because they're women, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're kind of being. Um, uh, you know, kind of given the due uh, respect that they deserve. Anyway, it was a female director called Lydia Dean Pilcher, and uh, you will never guess in a million years what part I was playing. <laughs> I'm hoping it's I not would, Glenn from uh, the warehouse again. If, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was playing a very posh colonel who's the uh, head of the uh, senior operations, no, not senior, special operations executive, the SOE. And it was the precursor to MI5. Oh, wow. And, I, and I'm playing a real guy. He's called Colin Gubbins. So I had to be very proper and very stiff <laughs> upper lip. <laughs> You'll be going behind enemy lines. And it won't be a picnic. You're all going to get murdered. Uh, <laughs> think of England. You know, it's all a little bit like that. So that's coming out later in the year. Oh, oh nice. Oh, yeah, we'll look out oh, for that one. Really, yeah. Linus Roach is in it, and a beautiful Canadian actress called um, uh, Stana Katish is in it, who's fantastic. And um, the writer, uh, Sarah Megan Thomas. And then I forgot her name, then. Well, <laughs> uh, Sorry, we can edit pull it. That, pull that one out of the bag. Sarah Megan Thomas, who wrote it, is in it, playing Virginia. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be an amazing film. And I got to work with an amazing uh, American actress who I've admired for years called Layla Robbins, right? Yeah. Have you, got, have you guys ever watched The Sopranos? Yes, yeah. Do you remember when they do all the flashback scenes to Tony as a kid? I don't. I haven't watched it for years. I, say, I, can't, I can't picture well, it now. They do a lot of flashback scenes to when he's young and his dad and his mum. Well, she plays his mother when his mum's younger. And she's a brilliant theatre actress in America. Anyway, I was over the moon to work with her. So oh, wow. Hey. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Do we know, Linus uh, Roach is a good actor as well. Do we know when that hits in the, the UK, when no, that lands? I'd love to know. I'm, I'm guessing sort of September, October time. Oh, cool. I can, I can imagine that getting a, a fairly big... that being quite popular, yeah. 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 Again, it's very, it's very zeitgeisty at the moment. And, yeah. you know, strong female-led projects are... Yeah. Uh, very popular and the, the director's a very well thought director she used to be a producer it's got all the elements in it to be a big hit film oh perfect did you ever consider during the film saying get your bra off 
<laughs> Burn your <bro. laughs> You know, they're so sensitive in America with the Me Too movement, not just in oh, America, actually, in okay. showbiz in general. So to make any kind of comment like that would be holy. <laughs> I would never do it. At the office, uh, I was playing a character. Uh, <laughs> me. So just want to make that absolutely clear. Fair. Um, no, Fair. I fucking did <laughs> I think that's what I couldn't be an actor. I'd get my, I'd get myself sacked and alienated immediately. I'd say, I'd say something stupid. Yeah. I think the thing I'm... is, um, I'm not kind of, you know, my views are not dodgy, so I don't have to watch what I say because, you know, my views are, are pretty, you know, strong in favour of women, you know, strong in favour of every kind of ethnicity, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. but for casting. So, you know, I've never, I've never really been a person who's had an issue with anything. So it's easy not to get in trouble when, <laughs> when you use the sound, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true. There you go. So yeah. not, um, there's some nothing to do with the office and all that. But I know you're a, a football fan. It's yeah. The, the whole thing just, the whole thing about the racism at the minute. So it's completely off topic and nothing to do with the office. But it, it just seems it's mad terrible. to me, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, where's it I all mean, come from? Know. It's because of Brexit, I think. You know, there, there's. It's fostered a, a climate of, um, you know, of, of kind of, um, I don't know, the, the far right seem to be uh, coming into their own again and thinking that uh, because, you know, we're supposed to be getting out of Europe, this somehow signals a belief in their toxic views. Yeah. And, yeah, and then <laughs> racism raises its head again, you know, like Joe Cox being murdered up in, what was it, Leeds? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then you hear a lot more racism at football grounds than you've Thing you've heard in years you know but I'm a West Ham support and we had one of the first black players ever to play in this country a guy called Clyde Best and um, and even in the 70s when racism and football violence was at its height I could never understand it you know yeah. I, I lived in Stevenage next door to these lovely black people called the Cardeenses and um, I, I never I've never really understood why people have got an issue uh, with the colour of somebody's skin. <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? It's so stupid. Um, it's stupid to me. I think especially going, like you say, about having, uh, you know, it's it's easy not to get into trouble with sound views. It, it seems to be, you get like champions of it, like Piers Morgan and, uh, you know, kind of on there saying about how you can't see anything these days. It's all PC like, brigade and Katie snow, Hawkins, snowflakes. And... Racist twat. And no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like I said, if you've always had respect for other people, uh, you know, then, I mean, the language evolves as well. You know, we were talking earlier about the word spastic. I mean, I don't ever remember that being an, uh, an acceptable word. Even when mm. I was in school, you know, to call someone a spastic was, was <laughs> a objective word and you knew you shouldn't use it. Yeah, absolutely. So, not even if you walk into John O'Groats. Take license with comedy and say things, and that's fine. And I think, I think you kind of should be allowed to push the boundaries a little bit. But also, you got to accept it if people get upset. And yeah, yeah. You know, Twitter is a great place for people to get offended. Everyone's offended <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where Ricky Gervais is is brilliant for me, and I kind of I, I buy into the fact that context matters a lot as well. Yeah. Um, you can't. Yeah. yeah, there are words that may cause offence, and you have to deal with it if people are offended. But the context is the important aspect for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it comes from a place of malice, then obviously it's uh, it's meant to hurt. Then it's different to walk into John O'Groats for some spastics. The thing about that joke is it reflects on a guy who's a twat. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Yeah. So, if, but if you get up as a stand-up and you, <coughs> you know, start spouting off, you know, like I've seen a white comedian on the circuit use the N-word. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's going like Chris Rock uses it. You go, we can't do that because yeah. you're not Chris Rock. Yeah, exactly. So you're a middle-class white man from you know Crouch End, and you're not going to get away with it. So yeah. you got you got to be intelligent. That's why Ricky is good because he's bright. You know. Yeah, absolutely. He, he knows helps. how to push the boundaries of a joke, uh, but even then, he still causes offence. You know, the trans community had it in for him with the whole. Yeah, yeah. I think he's lost them as an audience, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think pretty comprehensive. <laughs> he's done his. Uh, I mean, he did all that stuff, didn't he? Where he went, um, but I saw him in the Olympics. It's awkward because it does make you laugh, but you're like, oh, I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I mean, it is. You know, when we were young, what what deemed to? You know, do you remember a TV show called Love Thy Neighbor? No, I think that is no. before us. Ru- yeah. Rudolph Walker was in it, the, the black actor who uh, went on to um, to be in EastEnders. And they used to call each other Sambos and Honkies. And that. <laughs> you know, you, you just wouldn't get away with it anymore. No, you know? no chance. And quite rightly so, because we've yeah. become more aware as a society. So you've got you've got to evolve with you know the way the culture evolves. I think absolutely. But, we don't want to take up loads of your time so uh, and uh, appreciate you've probably got better things to do um, <laughs> but, uh, how long have I been talking to you for I mean I'll just keep talking until you shut me up so. <laughs> oh, you could be here all night you could do a whole episode <laughs> almost. no I won't do all night <laughs> I know, I know um, earlier on I was speaking to you over Twitter and we sort of mentioned about there being a bit of a stupid quiz so oh, yeah, as, as long as you're still up for that then uh, yeah yeah go on do the yeah. quiz because we thought, you know, we're trying to wanted to have a little a little quiz linked to your character, and then obviously okay. uh, watching at least dog shag your dog, and then dogs having sex doggy style, and then naturally that progresses to our quiz of uh, real or fake sex positions. Naturally, yeah. naturally, yeah. real or fake positions. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was thinking of of the lizard position. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever noticed how lizards really cling on <laughs> with their claws? So I was imagining a kind of sexual position where you just cling on to the other person and just what? never let them go. That sounds quite but, familiar. Yeah. Well, that, could it... be, that could be sex for insecure people. <laughs> you know. Well, having to do some research for this, um, in addition to the rest of the quizzes that I usually do for Sam, means my internet history is an absolute write-off. Um, and I'm in trouble if anyone ever comes and looks at my my hard drive. Um, but okay, so what I've got, I've got ten ten different positions for you. Five are real, five are fake. Okay. Okay. Um, so number one, the fire hydrant. <laughs> It is real. Yeah, <laughs> it is real. I nearly said fake, but I can imagine. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about how it could be real. So yeah. <laughs> He's got the oh, psychology right. straight away. I like it. Okay. Um, the second one, the rotavator. <laughs> I think that's false. <laughs> You're it's right. Good. It's good. <laughs> it sounds interesting, though, the rotavator. <laughs> and this is actually came up with that one. <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. I don't know if she's trying like, to tell me something. The thing at the fair where you used to stick to the wall. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah the, uh, that was, the wasn't that called the rotor? Imagine having <laughs> sex on one of those. 
Uh, okay, number three, the spider monkey. <laughs> does he talk? Does Ricky talk about spider monkey in the office? Uh, spider monkey does ring a bell. Monkey it's, Allen. It's, he talks monkey about Spider monkey. Oh my god! Again, it sounds so ridiculous. It's probably true. I'll go on. I'm going to say. I'm going to say real. Real. It is real. He's done it. Hey. It's three for three. <laughs> You're doing pretty well, Elise. I, I can't imagine what the, what position that is. <laughs> I'll um, I think I've got pictures of him. I'll, I'll I'll send him to you over Twitter. Okay, I look forward to that. Um, okay, the whisk. <laughs> no, <mate. laughs> yeah, uh, no, say, no, say, straight, straight through that one. Yeah. Um, okay, number five, the happy hammer. I suppose if someone's, mm, <laughs> I mean, it could be a kind of, you know, um, if a soldier's come home from leave or something <laughs> like that, um, I'll go false. False. It is false. Yeah. He's absolutely nailing this. <laughs> absolutely nailing um, Okay, number six, uh, the hot lunch. The hot lunch. <laughs> the hot lunch. The hot lunch. I can't even imagine what I could be. <laughs> Again, it sounds so ridiculous. It's probably real, so I'm going to go real. It is real. <laughs> oh my six God. out of six. Wow. This is this is could be record breaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, number what's it? Seven. seven. The Batman. Is that when you uh, dress up in a cape? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's true. Oh, it's true, isn't it? It's real. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's get one more. Um, okay, what's this now? Number, Number eight. eight. Uh, the splitting bamboo. No, fake. It's real. Would oh, you believe? Splitting bamboo. It's um, all gone pear-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> these are all from, I think, karmasutra.com or something like that. You, you, so you obviously think. legit. You, you think. I, need to re- I need to go on that website. Man, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The last one, uh, the glory soul. Fake. <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight in. <laughs> I nearly said real on. I nearly said real on Batman. So really, I only got one. <laughs> I well, think that's a great score. I think uh, eight out of ten. Yeah. That's not bad uh, at all. Gets in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like West Ham, isn't it? Eight out of ten. They promise a lot and deliver very little. Well, what do you uh, What do you think for West Ham? Is they uh, Are they Is Pellegrini the right man for the job? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because we started off terribly, then we had a good sort of period in the middle of the season, and now we got a bit shit again. So I don't know. I, I always I always ask myself with managers just by looking at them. Uh, whether I'd be inspired by them, and he looks like a sort of moose, doesn't he? He looks like a corpse, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like a depressed moose or something. So um, I think I'll give him another season, and uh, and if he's no good, then we'll get rid of him and get someone like Marcello Bielsa, who's got a little bit of yeah, and some, he's got a bit of bollocks about him, hasn't he? Yeah, he needs he's, bollocks. Uh, yeah. He's no, got a bit of West Ham, I think. Yeah, that's that's probably a nice match. To be fair, you were great yesterday. From what I was watching, yeah, we were yeah. unlucky. I mean, that, that De Gea save was ridiculous. Oh, it's that, amazing, amazing. 
amazing. That's what and, that, and that Anderson goal should have stood anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Did see that? You know, it wasn't offside. Very All right then, lads, are we done? Yes, uh, yeah, I we think are. So. Yeah, yeah really, really appreciate that. My it's pleasure. Been... Lovely talking to you, and thank you for asking me. It's been a laugh. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, right, really, lovely. really appreciate it. My and, pleasure. Um, nice talking to you. Good luck you. with it, and let me know when it when it's airing. Yeah, we'll, do. we'll do. Thank you. Nice Appreciate it. Right, Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cheers David. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, oh, shit. Forgot, forgot to ask him, didn't we? Um, we'll have to put it out to the followers, to the fans. Yeah. I think um, I think BBH is a, uh, you know, there's a massive shareholding, loads of fingers in the pie. Yeah. So I think they should all have a say. Absolutely. That's what we pride ourselves on. Absolutely. So, um, Equality. We'll, we'll put out a Twitter poll and Johnny De Silva or... Mickey Miss Pick. Or Mickey Miss Pick. Um, you decide. <laughs> um, An interactive Neil of Fortune. But on a, on a kind of serious note, thanks for, for David for giving up his time. Really, really appreciated. Top guy. Yeah, big. Uh, um, we had a lot of fun. I think we could have uh, talked all night, as he said. It was, uh, yeah, it was great. Great to chat um, to you, David. So thank you. Had a real laugh. Um, if you want to give him a uh, give him a follow, he's on uh, on Twitter at David C. Charles. That's Charles S. C. H double A-L so uh, go and give him a follow give him some love say thanks um, and yeah keep up to date with all of his projects that he's working on as well yeah the more the more feedback that people get via us means that the <laughs> likelihood of us getting more guests on increases so if you want to hear more from the, the cast and the crew and whatever then the greater output we get and the greater influence we have on them you know it, it makes them more likely to, to speak to us and Absolutely. Ask them stupid questions. Yeah, it's mob mob mentality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's just go and hound everyone. Yeah, just, come on, come on, guys, let's, let's get together. Let's just peer pressure everyone. Okay, <laughs> everyone, get in touch with Ricky Gervais. Send a tweet. Like Ricky, get on out of office. Um, yeah, make the dream happen. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be back next week for a proper episode. Yeah, we continue series two, uh, episode four, isn't it? So uh, yeah, we're hurtling towards the end of this series. It's a a big one motivation um, yeah looking forward to that bang him okay we'll see we'll you then see you next week cheers guys bye bye